Well, there were no major surprises as Springboks coach Rossi Rasmus named a strong 31-man 2019 Rugby World Cup Japan squad yesterday. Erasmus says he is also nervous ahead of the tournament, largely due to the hype that the Springboks have created in the country over the past few months. While they've gone undefeated in all games so far this year, let's see if they can continue that in Japan. I was sitting there, I was nervous. And I was sitting there um, and, and, and knowing that people are talking about the Springboks and, and people are, and I'm talking about positive stuff and negative stuff and debating team selections and, and debating, debating game plans and who should play wing. And I love it. I love it that people are talking about the Springbok team. I love it that people talk about our responsibility and that there's expectations and, and we are talking about it frequently because for, for us, you know, for, for we call it the main thing, let the main thing stay the main thing and that is playing rugby well and training well and playing well on Saturdays. And I feel, not to be uh, boasting, but I feel that's what we should be good at, you know, playing, coaching well and playing well on Saturdays. And, and I'm not saying we're doing it well currently, we're trying to do it well. And I'm proud of that, that, that people are, are talking about that again and that makes me nervous that now the expectation is there and, and we want to recreate that and we want to go next week to Japan and play against Japan and, and try and, and overturn the Brighton game and that makes me nervous and then the first game against the All Blacks but it also makes me a lot proud you know because we've got this opportunity but you know it, um, it's something that doesn't come around a lot especially as a head coach so um, uh, you know it gives you sleepless nights and makes you nervous and hell no um, I, and I also know it's, that doesn't stay there for a long time you know yeah, it was just, um, I think, a tough call. You know, we always decided we are going to go five loose forwards um, in the beginning. When we had all those loose forwards in, you know, there was always a little bit of doubt over, over Sia. And I, I, I thought uh, Reynard would be a good replacement for Sia if Sia wasn't going to make uh, you know, in time with his medically or, you know, form-wise or, or game time, those kind of things. And give me a, you know, excuse me if I go a little bit more into detail. But it will, will come up in one or two of the other questions as well. You know, one of our first team selection criteria, you can ask any of the players, is availability in terms of training time, game time, coaching time. You know, Sia was also under one of those clouds, if you can call it that way. So Reinhardt was more or less a cover for, for, for Sia in that position. And, and then we thought we would get other injuries in loose forward positions, and we just didn't. So uh, he really played well, but I mean, our captain is fit. fit. Uh, Marshall also got injured. I think the five loose forwards that we picked are, are the best five for the tournament. Same like Damien Willems, he didn't make the World Cup squad because, you know, you just can't expect a guy, even if he's the world's best. That's why we even pushed really hard for Sia to play a match and another match to get him to Japan eventually, even though he's the captain. You know, of course, you can't just rock up at the World Cup and go and win a World Cup, even if you're one of the world's best players, without having, having any game time. So, Apio wasn't going to make the World Cup squad anyway in terms of, of injury because he just hasn't played rugby for the last five, six weeks. So, that, that was my point of view. We'll have a week there together, then we'll play Japan, then we'll have another week and then we'll play the All Blacks. So, we'll, we'll be actually there getting used to the heat, training in the heat, playing an actual match in the heat playing against Japan, we'll have crowd support there. Yes, we make the tour for us longer or the tournament for us longer, but hopefully the spin-off of getting used to those conditions is, is what we're trying to achieve from that. The last four test matches we had 34, 35 guys, but there was not one day where there was a player sitting next to the field. There was always 35, 36 guys, all of them training and available. And I, I just believe that lifts the intensity. So we're taking a bit of a risk. We won't have all those car meds, those, 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 you know, those how can I say, guys who's been there with that big match temperament. But hopefully it, it gets make up with the intensity and, and, and all the coaching time that we get with them. Um, and, you know, hopefully that balances it out for us. 
Well, the Springboks will kick off their uh, World Cup campaign against the defending champions and pre-tournament favourites, the New Zealand All Blacks, on the 21st of September. Uh, Rassi Erasmus and his 31 boys will attempt to win the World Cup for South Africa for a third time. Will they do it? Well, let's all hope so. We need a bit of good news in the country and that uh, we can do with another Webb Ellis Trophy in South Africa. Well, to dissect the squad from every name called up to those who missed out, we joined in conversation now by Ashfaq Mohammed, a digital sports editor from the independent media. A Good evening, Ashfaq, and welcome to MSW once again. Hi, good evening, Owen. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. Uh, let's go through this team. I mean, any surprises in that 31-man squad that was named by Rassi Erasmus yesterday in Randburg? Uh, I don't think so much surprises, Owen, but perhaps, of course, uh, Rassi spoke now, uh, in the clip you mentioned about some guys being unlucky mm. to, to miss out on selection, you know. And, and there I think of someone like Damien Willems. Uh, I know he mentioned there that Damien didn't have enough game time mm. for him to be selected. But, you know, I I disagree. I think that uh, he's shown in the in the two games that he's had for Western Pounds in, in the Curry Cup over the last few weeks that he is 100% fit and ready to play. Mm. And I just feel that he's such a dynamic player. He's got the skills that, that very few others have or, or anyone else, in fact, has in their Springbok squad. He's just got a point of difference, something alternative, uh, uh, you know, if, if you're perhaps in trouble in a game and looking for something different, he's a guy who can provide that magic kind of touches, you know, mm. chips over the top, his ability to step guys, his pace, his kicking game as well, so he can play that, that kind of conservative game as well. Mm. So he's a whole package. And, and yes, uh, I agree, Rashi probably would have picked him uh, ahead of Warik Khalant as a second fullback mm. if, if he'd played all season. Mm. But still, I think they still warranted selection. For me, another concern is France Spain. Yeah, uh, you know we, we know France Spain as a world beater, kicks his monster penalties and drop goals, and mm. you know he's a wonderful talent. But when last did he do that? Yeah, we all thinking of 2007 uh, World Cup, 2009 mm. Tri Nations victory. Those were the glory years. But mm. it's mm. now 2019, and and uh, Russia has even admitted that that France is not in the best physical shape at the moment. Of but course, he, he is a very time, he is so, a very versatile player, though, isn't he? Yes, he is. No, mm. no, he certainly is. But mm. what, what's the point if someone is versatile if they're not going to produce on the day? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're so, probably so, playing so lots that, from the bench the then, obviously. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that is the worry. Just can he still do it? I mm. guess we'll mm. see in the tournament. But just in terms of, of at this point now, uh, for me, he hasn't quite convinced and quite, hasn't done enough to, mm. to make this team. You mentioned Damien Willemsen not in the squad. Who else's name should have been on that list uh, yesterday? Um, two others that, that I felt really could feel hard done by is Dylan Lakes, yeah. also from Western Province. You know, it's not because I'm from Cape Town. I just feel that Dylan is another one of those guys who who's an ideal squad man. He mm. can play fullback, fly off, wing, you know, and he's, he's such a skillful player as well. And he's been around the block a long time in in, in senior rugby. And he mm. knows his way around the field. He just handles difficult moments really well. He's cool under pressure. Um, you know, I, I guess for 31, you, you, you can't pick more. You know, if, if maybe there'd been one more spot, he could have been a, a guy who could have slotted in there. Mm. Uh, and also Luizo Koboka from the Bulls. The yeah. drop. He's been fantastic this year. Mm. You know, so he's really come along with his scrummaging in particular. 
He's such a force uh, uh, and his inch penalties there. We know him as a dynamic ball carrier, but again, he, he misses out. Um, you know, with there, I, I felt that perhaps France on Rabbers also a bit fortunate to make it. Mm. Um, you know, he really hasn't been at his best over the last year or two even. Mm. Uh, mm. And we have Trevin Yakani and, and uh, Vincent Koch, uh, uh, you know, uh, as proper tighties there. Uh, so, so perhaps Lizzo could have been uh, excellent here. Well, talking about the, the loose forwards, uh, Dwayne Vermeulen is there, France Lowe, Kwaka Smith, Peter Steftatoy, as well as uh, Sia Kalisi, the Springbok captain. One name that also I thought should have been there was maybe Reynard Elstad. We know Marcel Kutsia is injured and won't be able to go to the World Cup, but Reynard Elstad, uh, another uh, player just to miss out. Yeah, yeah, Reynard, uh, you know, having been around the squad now this year, uh, he's one. he was probably the unlucky one to, to miss out. But I think that, that the other loose swords have done the business consistently. You know, Reynard hasn't been in the leaks uh, with the Springboks uh, throughout, only this year. The other guys are proven. Uh, Reynard was at the Stormers. We, you know, after a good start, we, he started out as number four lock, then he moved to loose forward. Mm. Uh, he came sort of petered out, and he, and he got a new challenge in France, and he's done well in France. But, you mm. know, that now doesn't mean that just because he's done well there, he should be a Springbok. Mm. So, so I think the other guys who are also a bit more versatile. Certainly, someone like Kwaka Smith can play across all three positions. Uh, he's done really well for the Lions in Super Rugby over many years, mm. and and I think he deserves it. With Marcel Kutsia missing out, Warren Whiteley also another injured yep. loose who misses out. So, so that's probably why Kwaka made the cut there. Well, we're in conversation with uh, Ashfaq Mohammed, uh, digital sports editor at the Independent Media. And we're chatting about the 31-man World Cup squad that will be uh, going over to the Rugby World Cup at Lee, as uh, the Springboks. And let's hope that they do get that uh, third title. Well, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll come back with more conversation with Ashfaq Mohammed with regards to the Springboks. Hashtag MSW. Welcome back to MSW on Radio 2000 and simulcast on Metro FM as we talk Rugby Tuesday and we're in conversation with Ashraf Mohammed, digital sports editor at Independent Media as we dissect the 31-man 2019 Rugby World Cup Japan Springbok squad that was announced by Coach Rassi Rasmus yesterday. And so far we said that, yeah, it is a balanced squad with few names missing out, missing the cut. But there is still that list that uh, Springbok coach Rassi Rasmus has to announce with regards to his uh, players that will be back up uh, should anything happen to players uh, during the tournament. They will be heading to Japan as a cover for the players that are there. And they do have one warm-up game ahead of the World Cup, and that's against host Japan. And uh, Ashfaq, that is going to be an important run-out for a number of players in the squad to make sure that they uh, really are fit. And one man in particular who's had to endure a lot of injuries to make the squad is our very own captain, uh, Sio Kalisi, who had knee problems, trained with the squad, stayed with the squad and had to come through a couple of Curry Cup games before Rassi Rasmus cleared him and uh, put him into the Springbok squad. He came through the Argentina game as well. Good news for South Africa to have a leader like him in their squad. But as we all know, the entire Springbok squad is made up of quite a few leaders. Yeah, no, it's, it's great that Sia recovered in time, Owen. You know, he's he's such an inspirational figure not only in the team, but in the, in the country as a whole. You mm. know, it's a historic moment when he was chosen as, as the first black African captain of the Springbok Test team. 
and, and it was a wonderful achievement. You know, uh, there have been many battles fought for the transformation of sport in South Africa and in particular rugby, which has come a long way. Although, you know, even with this World Cup squad, uh, the aim was to get 50% uh, black representation in the team, uh, in the 31-man in the squad. And Rossi didn't achieve that. Mm. So that's a sort of a, you know, a, a X uh, mark on, on his report card there. But certainly to Asia as a captain and leader, and, and he's shown good form over, over the last uh, few games that he's played. So he's 100% over his injuries as well. So that's wonderful to see. And in that Japan game, uh, Rossi has indicated that he will play his full strength team mm. uh, uh, in order to prepare for the, the first World Cup game against the All Blacks. Because then they do have a week off after that. But yeah, the the box will be, I think, the first team probably of of the other nations to to arrive in Japan. So mm. so they're going to be fully prepared in terms of the weather, uh, just uh, the the environment there and the stadiums as well. The other thing we need to look out for is those X Factor players, and uh, Sabun Kosi has had one of those standout seasons. Uh, he's been one of those players that's got the X Factor for the Springboks. There the, are the a number of other players uh, in the squad that possibly had that X Factor, and that's what we're going to be counting on at this Rugby World Cup is to have dynamic players that could turn the game on its head in an instant. Uh, take us through some of those players that we can possibly look at as the X Factor players within the Springbok squad. Yes, uh, Sabu certainly showed in the last test against Argentina what what he's capable of when he's put into space. Mm. And and that was a crucial part of those sides that he scored, as well as he did. The fact remains that the ball was gotten out to him quite early, you mm. know, where, where he could still use his footwork and his speed and strength to, to outmaneuver the Argentine defense. There's no point you're giving the ball with two guys on him already, mm. and mm. it's going to be ineffective, you know. So, so that's also been an element, a positive element in, in Rassi, and, and the team's uh, tactics and approach, uh, the way they take on defenders. You know, in the past, you find Springbok teams that opt to kick for space and just you know go from line-out to line-out and scrum to scrum instead of trying to take on the opposition. Mm. And certainly, this team has grown a lot in terms of the attacking style. Where they try and play with width and, and bring in guys like Sabu and Makazoli Mapimpi uh, out wide. They certainly got the pace there. Mm. Uh, in terms of other extractor players, certainly uh, Ashoy Yankees is yes, another one. Yes. He's really come along this year, and you know it's, it's going to be one of those tough calls for Rashi uh, to make at scrum off. Where Fafter Clark has sort of been the incumbent there, mm. but for me, Rashi has really done enough as well mm. to take over that number nine jersey. He just he's a he's such a spark, such a live wire, you know, mm. and, and he's so cool as well. Despite being so young, he, he tends to make the right decisions at the right time. You know, it is Faf who started off really well in his international career. But the last few games, his, his kicking game, the box kicks in particular, have been off the mark. And sometimes he's indecisive when, when clearing from the base. The mm. uh, show is just quite smooth, you know. So, so yeah, the show's another one. And, of course, Chesham Cole, yes, you know, yes. the magic he can create. And But it's not only the backs as well. Oh, and uh, forwards, I think someone like Peter Steve the toy mm. is also someone who's such a force this year. He's dynamic with his ball carries. He works tirelessly on defense and a great line-out option. Yeah, it's so important to have that. Uh, talking about uh, some of the forwards, uh, Dwayne Vermeulen is one of those uh, stand-up players also in the forwards pack. Malcolm Marks, um, Franz Malherbe, they, they're such a strong forward line. And Tendai the Beast and Tawarira also, the experience that he brings to the Springbok squad is so, so important. So there's going to be some major battles taking place at scrummage time and uh, when the forwards get involved. 
Yes, certainly those names you mentioned, but also I think one we should single out is Steven Yakani. Yes, who yes, had an yes. amazing turnaround in his game. You know, uh, uh, last year, the year before, he was part of the squad and was actually sent home because he just wasn't fit enough and, mm. and not in good enough shape and he already had game time and just it wasn't working out. And credit to the man, you know, he's, he's, he's moved along, he's really put in the hard work and the benefits are there to see now. He's winning penalties at scrum time dominating as a, as a tight head prop in, in the scrummies. Uh, but of course, we know him as a wonderful ball carrier as well. Mm. He gets around the field, very mobile for such a big man. So yeah, I fully expect Tevin uh, Yakani to wear that number three jersey. Rossi Erasmus was very hesitant in naming his standby list, his official standby list for the Rugby World Cup. Uh, why do you think that is? I mean, there's a number of players that I reckon we've already said this evening should be on that list. Reynard Elstad, Damien Willemser. Who else do you reckon should be on, on uh, that list of standby players? Yeah, I can understand his hesitancy, Owen, because uh, there's still Curry Cup semi-finals and finals to go. Mm. And, and there could be injuries here. But also on the other side, uh, a team like Western Province not making the semi-finals means uh, a few of those guys won't be playing mm. over the next or won't be playing for the rest of the season, in fact. Mm. So does he keep guys on who's not going to be playing again on the standby list and say they need to be called up uh, in a month's time? They wouldn't have played for a month and a half. You know, mm. that, that's a risk with guys like uh, at Western Province who should be on the standby list, like a... Uh, Dylan Laid and Damien Willemser. Mm. Um, uh, others like Marvin Ori from the Lions, he, he's also someone who, who should possibly be on there. Uh, Elsa be mentioned. So yeah, they are, they are more than enough guys, but I just think Rashi is weighing it up with the Kite guys who are still playing or, or others who are out of the current time. Well, do you think this squad, this 31-man squad, has what it takes to win another World Cup? I mean, we've seen Rassi Rasmus do an amazing job with his team over the past few years. This year, they're unbeaten alone. Do you think that is going to be in good stead for them heading into this Rugby World Cup? There's certainly that feel-good feeling at the moment, Owen, uh, uh, with the box. You know, having won the, the Rugby Championship for the first time in a decade, uh, that certainly would have boosted their confidence, you know, and just having the belief, having beaten the All Blacks in New Zealand last year and they drew with them this year, they know they can beat them on the 21st of September in Yokohama. You know, there's no fear factor uh, involved there with the All Blacks. But, how, how important uh, is that first game? Because, I mean, that could make or break the tournament. We're playing the defending champions, the All Blacks and Yokohama, like you said, on the 21st of September. Do you think that will set the tone for the rest of the tournament? It can, Owen, but but I think this because of the of the draw that the box have mm. in terms of the rest of the opposition in the group, they should be okay whether they win or lose because you've got Namibia, Italy, and Canada who, who are really not, you know, shouldn't shouldn't pose any problems for the box for the rest of the tournament. Mm. So so then it's about who do you want to play in the quarterfinals? Now, if they beat the All Blacks, they are likely to get Scotland in the quarterfinal. If they lose to the All Blacks, they'll get Ireland. Now, Ireland has been one of the top teams of the last few years. They've beaten the All Blacks as well. But in 2019, they've been battling. I mean, they got 57 points from England uh, just last weekend. Mm, so, mm. so they're also not fighting at the moment. So it's sort of a much of a muchness, you know. I, I think what's going to be even more important for us here is just to get that selection right of that, of that 15 players. Mm, so it's, mm. it's sort of easy to pick a 31-man squad. But mm. who's the best of the best? You know, he's got some big calls, uh, as I mentioned, Scrum off, mm. Dr. Clark or Show Yankees, Hooker, is he going to go Bungi Mbunambi or yeah. Malcolm Marks? You know, uh, centers, there's some uh, debate there, the back three, with Sabu playing so well, 
What happens to Cheslin Colby now? Does he move over to left wing? What about Makazoli Mapinti? Billy LaRue sort of been up and down. No, so, so those big calls, Russia will need to make, and you'll see that uh, uh, when it comes around to the All Black game. Let's look ahead and the other nations that could possibly lift up the Webb Ellis Cup. Uh, there's there's a number of other teams that are heading to this World Cup as uh, pre-tournament favourites. Obviously, we all know that the All Blacks are the defending champions. They are the pre-tournament favourites. Everybody here in South Africa, all 58 million of us, would love to see the Springboks lift the trophy up for a third time. What other nations are there that could spring a surprise? I think Wales. Wales, people mustn't forget about them. they Sort of almost quietly just moved up. They ranked number one in the world, um, you know. And and but it comes to because of the consistency. They they beat in England recently about two weeks ago as well. I mean England is a strong squad, you know. Eddie Jones is there, and and he's going to come up with a few tricks and plans for this World Cup. So so for for Wales to to beat England, that shows the pedigree of that team. Um, and mm. uh, Warren Gatlin's been around a long time. He knows his way around and how to beat teams like the All Blacks and the Springboks. Uh, so, so they certainly contenders. And then England, you know, Eddie Jones, uh, they had some selection issues there, not quite sure, he's left out a few guys who people thought would have been in there. But uh, England always have a chance just because, you know, they they, they always try try different things. And mm. they've got Owen Farrell, who's, who's a really solid solid number 12 there, and, and great goal kicker. Um, so, yeah, I would say England and, and, and uh, Wales are the two sort of other nations, along with the box, uh, the All Blacks and, and Ireland. I want to ask you about a name, one name in particular. And uh, he's the grand old father of the team. Uh, I guess you can call him that, Skulk Brits. What is his role within the team? Because, I mean, he is one of the oldest members of the team. He may he got a late call-up to the Springboks in his career, um, but now he's cemented his place in it. But what is his actual role within the team? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Owen, because, you know, you're supposed to make teams based on your performance and, and Scott Bruce hasn't played much uh, for the box uh, over the last few years. Um, uh, you know, Rashi's taking him uh, almost like a like a team man, you know, a guy who really gets the guys going and is a positive influence around. And he, he's not someone who will be downhearted if he doesn't make the, the match squad, you know, and sitting in the stands. He's, he's a very bubbly, friendly guy, mm-hmm. very likable guy, and, and he's really a good person. But just in terms of the rugby, at 38, it's a huge call from Rossi. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if if you if you lose a hooker in in the first game of the tournament, and Skulk has to step in there as as off the bench or even as a starter, can he do it at 38? Only he will know. <laughs> um, he certainly uh, can still step like a centre, like he always has. But mm-hmm. just the physicality, the the real, um, you know, just that that tight uh, battle up front. Uh, I just wonder sometimes if, if Skulk can do, can still handle that. Mm. That is a concern for me, you know. I just felt someone like Akil van der Merwe used to be at the Sharks, who's moved on to England now. Uh, he's he's perhaps a bit unlucky to myself. Another player that missed out, and uh, for obvious reasons, and it came as a huge shock, at, I guess, to most of the rugby fraternity, was a period Dianchi. Uh, he tested positive for a banned substance. It was announced uh, just this past week. Uh, what does this mean for him and his career? Yeah, a really difficult one. Uh, on, you know, uh, a period. Uh, world uh, Rugby Breakthrough Player of the Year last year, and, and we expected big things from him in 2019. But things just haven't gone his way. He's been injured quite a bit. Uh, I heard talking about his, his hamstring injury, I think, and, mm. you know, that sort of would have ruled him out anyway, but still, um, you know, uh, 
you wonder if that injury wouldn't have healed by now. You know, it's, it's almost sort of a convenient excuse to say, oh, but he was injured anyway. This is a huge problem, you know, whether he took it knowingly or unknowingly, you've got to be so careful, you mm-hmm. know, when it comes to things like supplements and that. Yeah. He could have just inadvertently taken it and not known, you know, uh, just a bad batch of the supplement or whatever that mm-hmm. he may have taken mm-hmm. that, that caused this, you know, but uh, you've just got to, as a professional rugby player, World Cup year, they know they are tested all the time. Mm. So I'll be very surprised if he deliberately took something, not in his nature, not in a World Cup year, but you never know, you yeah. know. Um, and 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 uh, and whether we like it or not, whether took it deliberately or not, if there's a positive test, he's going to face a consequence. Ashfaq, we say thank you so much for joining us this evening on MSW. We look forward to chatting to you again as the World Cup is just on our doorstep. It's a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Owen, man. Good really appreciate it. Ashwak Mohammed, digital sports editor from uh, the Inter- Independent Media, uh, talking to us about the Springboks and a whole lot of other topics around the Springboks uh, as they head to the Rugby World Cup. We know the opening game will be against the defending champions and pre-tournament favourites, New Zealand, on the 21st of September. Rassi Rasmus has a lot riding on this tournament. A uh, lot believe that this might be the year that they lift the Webb Ellis Trophy for the third time they did so in 1995, 2007. Will 2019 be the year? 12 years in between each of those victories. Will it be the year they do it? We'll find out very shortly.